When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, Bucks fans. We are back. This is Real Bucks Talk. I'm your host, Michael Plus, and join as always my co-host, Mark Ramirez. Mark, the Buccaneers are on a winning streak yet again, three in a row, as they defeat the Atlanta Falcons 30 to 17, a good NFC South win. The Bucks are nine and three for the third time in franchise history. Uh it's uh it's a great feeling, and especially a great feeling to be another victory Monday. Hell yeah. I mean don't get me wrong, we'll, we'll go more in depth on it of how it shouldn't have been as close as it, it was, but it doesn't matter. We won the game. It was a division game, and it was on the road. You've seen our re- record on the road. It's been piss poor. Our division, for some reason, we just make games that should be winnable, harder than they should be. This is kind of a ca- same case scenario. Uh, we'll talk about the offense and defense, but the defense, that second half, talk about a lockdown. Like, holy hell, they, they kind of put it up considering first game back for Carlton. Uh, still injuries. I mean, JPP and his shoulder issues, we'll talk about that um, because the Falcons figured something out on that one side. But, mm-hmm. I mean, overall, defense looked fantastic. The offense, again, those lapses were sometimes you're like, holy shit, they just do everything right. And then sometimes what the hell is going on? So we'll break that down. But what did you? what was your opinion? What did you think of the whole game and in its entirety. Yeah, I thought they, they did what they had to. I thought it was a very good first half. You put 20 points up in the first half, which is what this team should do. Uh, you know, and it was a good good game plan, especially in the first half. I thought there was a lot of good things. Obviously, you know, the one negative was the pick six. Again, it was just an unfortunate play. It wasn't executed properly. Again, Brady was looking one way and then next <laughs> went back the other way. And, and it was really a, just a, a hell of a play by uh, Marlon Davidson for the Falcons. He read it perfectly. Brady didn't even see him come out, you know, come into the picture because he's looking one way and he's expecting that guy not to be there. And he was. And so other than that, I thought there's a lot of good things defensively. Like you said, they shut shut it down in the second half. Still too many third and longs given up. Yeah. But for the most part, I thought they played a very good game pass rush was pretty pretty good as they got a lot of pressure they got five sacks they made plays behind the line of scrimmage and uh it was a a pretty solid day overall uh for everyone um that played the game and special teams only hiccup was the the missed extra point yeah and other than that i thought they did a a pretty good job 
And guys, welcome to the chat. Raiden, Krillin, let's go. Let's do this. Glad to have you guys aboard for the show. Always throw you guys' opinions in there. Let us know what you thought of the game. What's going on with this offense, this defense? Are you hyped up? I mean, we're nine and three. This is crazy. I mean, I know we're going to analyze it a little bit, but still, they, we're, we're moving. We're rolling. And a win's a win. That's all that really matters. Keep moving forward. But this is where we get to be what? Monday morning quarterback. We get to break it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to already rip off the band aid, might as well, might as well do it. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that pick six, that was the dumbest play call I've seen in a while. And we've been through five years of Jameis Winston, and that was god awful. The decision, <laughs> I mean, the, the play call was terrible. Yes. So the, the fact that you threw the damn ball is even worse to me. I mean, you're looking downfield, then your last second, you're just going to dump it to Fournette without even thinking. Like that, that was like a dumb. De- that's terrible. I mean, well, look, looking at it, ten, and then never mind. We're up, we're up three. Yeah, I mean, looking at it closely, it it was basically Brady was looking uh, to his right to throw off the defense. It was, I guess, the fake screen to the right and then throw it back to Leonard Fournette to the left. So Brady was looking all the way right, and then he comes back left, no-look kind of pass kind of thing, and, you know, not expecting that defender to be there. And, and, you know, great play by him. He was there, and he made the play. But the the biggest takeaway from this is just it's not a good play call, not not a good, well-designed play, especially when you're in that territory. If you're going to be aggressive, why are you not throwing the ball downfield? Um, if you're trying to score seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Screens and go with 95 yards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not with Fournette. Fournette barely makes anybody miss. I mean, the only thing he does is run people over, but that's if he gets momentum, uh, to begin with. So yeah, I, I don't understand the, the call. Um, I, I think you're just better eating up clock, making the Falcons use timeouts and, and see if you can, you know, get out of the half with 10 point lead, you know, that, that would have been, uh, that would have been the right decision, but again, they they uh, they overthought things, and and that's usually the case with this coaching yeah. staff. They tend to think a little bit too much instead of just you know keeping it simple and using what works. And you know that is something that hopefully gets better as we you know progress forward. I mean, but that's the thing; like it's scary to me. Like usually we started clicking around this time last year. I don't know if it's, but this you see it in chunks, and then. If it fizzles out and you're, you're like, what the hell's going on? Like even Gronk was dropping balls, like Brady and Gronk weren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. I know we can attribute that to, okay, Gronk was hurt for like four or five weeks. Maybe he's getting his, his game speed back. Maybe they're getting that continuity back, but come on. <laughs> uh, some of that's got to get cleaned up. I mean, the, the frequently going to Godwin. Yeah, it works, but you can't go to the well that many damn times because he's either going to a get hurt or two, they're going to jump it and some bad's going to happen. You got to kind of keep them off their toes, even though it's working. I'm not going to get mad at that. Mm-hmm. Um, some funny takes about that last play. Rojo would have caught it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently Rojo got sick. I, I don't know. It didn't look like he was really into the game when he was in there. Um, had one run, I think, for you know two yards and then caught a ball that he could have went upfield but decided not to. So not sure what happened there. Uh, but you know, going on the positives and, and looking at, you know, especially the first half, I thought the, the game plan was, was really good. 
you know, you start the the first drive with 13 straight passes, which was awesome to see. That's how we should attack teams. You you pass to score, you run to win games. That that is the motto of this new NFL. And you know, Brady leading the way as it should be, four touchdown passes for him. That's how you play football in this in this league. You gotta use your best players. The best players on this team is the is the pass catchers. You look at Chris Godwin. Uh, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette. That's, you know, that's how you attack defenses. You come out throwing and it worked and they continue to do so, continue to be aggressive, you know, and that, that was the difference in the game, you know, scoring those points early in the first half and then pretty much controlling the game in the second half. And it's finally good to see Tom Brady with a big game again, 368 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. The one pick, we just talked about it. It was disgusting, ugly, terrible decision, terrible play call. But overall, look at the game in itself. The minus that one hiccup, great game. Even the accuracy on it, great game. Distributing well. I know Godwin had his hunt. <laughs> Krillin said thousand targets. I mean, just mm-hmm. damn near seventeen targets himself, and just chunk after chunk. And if it's working, keep going. And then Gronk, like I was saying, he had multiple times where he could have caught the ball. He probably could have had six for at least 80 mm-hmm. to this number. So, I mean, it could have been a little better. We're being sticklers here, so don't be too harsh on us. We're going to be harsh on the team. I mean, we're winning, but there's always room for improvement, and we're just kind of pointing out the areas where we see where other teams could kind of take advantage of this. I mean, the Bucks are a loaded team, but still, they're going to make mistakes, and that's what we're going to try and hopefully point out and move forward. But running the ball – Guess it didn't really need to run the ball because the pass game was working so damn well. And even like the deep pass, some of them they missed to Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I mean, if those hit, that's 400 yards easy. And it was just off, just just baby inches off. But I mean, this is the game of inches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to give, again, they came into this game knowing their offensive line was going to pass protect well against the Falcons pass rush. That is pretty much non-existent. They had four pressures on the game and only allowing four pressures over 51 passing attempts that you take that every day. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's pretty good. So again, the offensive line back to full health with Ali Marpet back in there. This is how the team should attack and it should attack every week uh, because they're that damn good. I would expect none less against Buffalo and they'll probably do a little bit more balance against Buffalo because they have a little bit better defense, obviously than Atlanta, but with the strength that is, given on your offense, you should be able to throw the ball around the yard and, and make some plays and, and get the touchdowns early, which I think is the biggest factor getting yeah. those three touchdowns in the first half. It, it just sets you up for success in the second half where you can really control the game and give credit to the defense that helped their offense, you know, getting those stops and, and making it an easier game for your offense to just run out the clock and be, uh, in control for pretty much 60 minutes. Yeah, Jim Melvin kind of gave a good point here. Uh, the dome played a role in how much they wanted to pass the, the ball. I can agree with that. I mean, we did the same thing against the cold cells, mainly a dome, and mm. those more even even than that. I mean, that was Fournette's first 100-yard game of the year. So, right. I mean, I think they just they found areas where – Hey, you're going to sit back in his own. We'll, we'll pitch you, pick you apart because we don't think your pass rush can get in. And mm. and it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I keep seeing all these things of Trishan Wirfs not giving 
any pass rush um, QB hurries or anything for yeah. like since week eight or something like that. But realistically, our offensive line's good. We have the weapons that can kill anyone, and we're doing it, and it's executing. It's the only thing that gets in our own way ourselves. And if they continue to do that, good things will happen. I mean, looking at the, the three touchdowns in the first half, I love the loft, the play actions to Fournette and Brate. Mm. Brady with a loft is fantastic. I don't, they, those guys were not open. It was just a perfect pass, and the ball caught them. <laughs> like the break catch, that was phenomenal. He, he literally came down with it and still gets hit. Awesome catch. And then mm-hmm. Gronk's third touchdown, or the, his first touchdown, third touchdown of the game, going across, beating that man, literally just before getting knocked down. Great. I mean, overall, Brady, great read, great throw, perfect accuracy. Those were just Brady throws, and it's fantastic to see that. I mean, his arm is still alive, let's put it that way. Oh, yeah, for sure. And again, it's just, you know, coming down to execution and they had the right game plan because Atlanta was, you know, trying to play a lot of man coverage early on. Then they had a shift to more of a zone look and it didn't really matter. The Bucks had their way uh, as far as, you know, getting yards and getting points. Yeah, they probably could have scored more in the second half. But again, uh, you had Atlanta kind of controlling the clock, but you know, using the clock against them as well. And then the defense made some big plays with sacks, you know, and Dominican Sue, Vita Vea getting sacks and, and then, you know, getting the timely turnover. Uh, so it all is complimentary football, which is something we always talk about. And, and that was great to see, but really I don't have any uh, issues with the offense of this game. I thought they did what they had to, they got 30 points yet again. And since Tom Brady has been here and the Bucks scored 30 points, they're 19 and zero. So really that is, the uh the the number to look for uh and that's including postseason as well so you know get to that 30 point marker usually the bucks have a great chance of winning and we we've seen that so far uh going forward what's sad is we should be able to average 30 points a game though and and they they have they have yeah i mean i'm just being over analytical or not analytical just over analyzing the the game i mean Mm -hmm. yeah we won one by what 13 points, almost two touchdowns. But still, it's looking at the areas where they did miss so minute, so small, where later in the year, maybe everything is clicking and it is a touchdown. Hopefully, this is what happens. Uh, and to those that said, Oh, AB not being there, this is the reasoning why not. Just, there's this big game without AB. AB's not necessary. Mm-hmm. The, the team's loaded. You have Evans, Godwin, and Gronk. It's more than enough that anyone needs right there. And not to mention everyone behind him. So, yeah, our offense, it is what it is. I think they could have done even more, but they're doing enough. They're doing what they need to do to win the game. I just I want to see one of these games where they just t- take the hell over. That's that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. And then defensively, let's go over them real quick. And I got to give these two big boys their big credit. And Dominican Sue, two sacks, and who other? Big boy, Vita Vea, the two big boys in the middle, four sacks combined. One other for Cam Gill, that equaled the five. What did you think of that defensive front working and the big nasties in the middle doing their work? Yeah, I thought the defense played really well. Outside of the you know the opening drive for the Falcons where you know the Bucks defense kind of just got beat off tackle a little bit too much and allowed some big runs to Cordell Patterson. Um, other than that, I thought they did a really good job shutting it down. They played a lot better going forward, especially in the second half. Obviously they were better in their run fits. The linebackers started playing better. 
Um, again, the, the, the big negatives was the missed tackles and most of those were in the first drive. Um, but I thought defense as a whole, they did a really good job of, of pretty much holding the Falcons to 10 points. And, you know, they, they made plays when they had to, uh, the pressure up front, like you said, Vita Vea and Dominic and Sue really had their way with Atlanta's left guard, who is a rookie and just couldn't really stop them. So it, it was, uh, it was great seeing that. And yeah, he did have a long day. Um, so again, they got consistent pressure on Matt Ryan. I think they had 12 quarterback hurries, um, you know, a lot of hits on him, yeah, five, five sacks. Uh, so really it was, a, it was a great day for, for the defense and, um, you know, having Carlton Davis back was a huge help. He shut down his guy pretty much. Um, you know, Jamel Dean played very well until he got the concussion. Uh, a lot of guys stepped in and, and did a really good job and and played, uh, you know, good football. I'm kind of highlighting Carlton Davis. He had three passes deflected. We had five in total. Three of the five were from Carlton Davis. I mean, he welcomed back off of injury. And he did good against Kyle Pitts, way bigger than he is, and he still was able to get his hands in there, knock down the ball at times. And they, they tried to attack him, and it just didn't happen. Like They're like, oh, he's, he's coming off an injury. He's probably – Hampering it, he's gonna need time to get into this. Now, Colton Davis, professional, came in, did his thing, like you say, securing a spot as QB or CB one on this team. Mm-hmm. He just played all around well, and the defensive front, like Nacho, playing awesome. Cam Gill, the only times I saw him on there were very few, but pass rush was there. Who I want to talk about is JPP. I mean, mm-hmm. from that first. First drive, he was getting knocked off the ball by wide receivers, by running backs. Like I don't, he's just not healthy right now, and it just doesn't have the burst. Yeah. It's not just his shoulder. Like, so I, I just think maybe that's hampering him a little bit, but he just doesn't look like the same JPP to me. What'd you see? Yeah, and and this is something that our coaching staff definitely, and it's on both sides of the ball. They need to be better and understanding the personnel that they're putting out there consistently and with also how they call their plays and, you know, for the offense, there's Brashad Perriman getting, you know, way too many snaps. He was on there for 59 snaps where you have, I feel better players and more deserving players to be out there more in Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller. And then you look at the defensive side with JPP, like you're saying, the guy can't lift up his left arm. So, how is he supposed to get off blocks consistently if he can't move that left arm and and just play with one arm? I mean, it's, it's just, it's very stubborn by this coaching staff to consistently put out players that are just not going to be able to do their job consistently and, and do it well. It's the same thing with Ross Cockrell. Again, Ross Cockrell's a good dude, but he just can't play what they're trying to make him play or ask him to do. It's just not going to work. Same thing kind of with Pierre Desir. And I know they're forced to play these guys because of injury. Yeah. Uh, and, but if you're going to play these guys, you have to understand how they're utilized best and call plays that are going to help these guys be successful. Um, and it's the same with Sean Murphy bunting. Like he is not a very good nickel. I think he's better on the outside, but if you're going to play him in the nickel, let him play nickel exclusively. Don't try to make him go back and forth. Uh, again, injuries doesn't help his cause here. And you got to let him play to his strengths, with his, which is press man coverage. So it's, 
you know, back to JPP, it's just like they got to understand that there's other players that are playing better at a higher level than him right now. And that's Anthony Nelson, Joe Tryon Shoinka, Cam Gill. These guys have to be out there and they need to be out there more consistently. I mean, not to mention, you just let Gronk sit for a little bit. Why can't you let JPP sit? I don't care if he's saying, oh, he would, he won't let us take him out. What the hell are you talking about? You're the damn coach. Yeah. Same shit of, oh, oh I, I would like to see uh, JTS out there a couple more snaps. Who the hell controls that? Right. Put him out someone there. Else? Uh, someone else that we don't know? Who the hell's pulling the strings over there? I just, it blows my mind sometimes. Like, I think he needs to take a game off. Like, just prepare for the playoffs because we need you then. Like, I, I know some people may disagree with that, but he just didn't look like the same old JPP. Like, maybe he showed a little bit for the Giants game because of, just the, the blood that's there and just the continuity of that team, knowing I want to beat that team, but he just did not look the same. Uh, that brought up the snap count too. Let's bring over that. Like you mm-hmm. were just saying, look at Perriman, 59 snaps. You got Scotty with four. Some of that's probably just special teams. Tyler Johnson with nine. That's crazy. You just signed Perriman back off the street. And you think he's more deserving than Tyler Johnson. Like what, what does that say to a player? That's kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just trying to understand the the coaching process and, and how they're watching this on tape and and not playing guys who are being more successful, you know, play in play out. Especially, I mean, Anthony Nelson has played very well. He's done a lot of good things from a pass rush standpoint. He offers more when he's in there. It seems like we get more pressure when he's one of the the edges instead of JPP. Um, now granted JPP sometimes wins, you know, from time to time, but there's just too many times where he's on his butt, you know, on the ground and you just can't have that, especially if you're trying to be a run stopping team first, uh, you know, and especially get pressure on third down. It's, um, it's not good. So, and again, his snap count is starting to diminish as we go, you know, week to week here, which I guess they're starting to see like, okay, he just can't play with one arm, <laughs> you know, uh, let's play, <laughs> let's play these other guys and, and see what happens. I mean, they should, they should let them have a game off. There's way too many lagging injuries like that are, there's obviously showing on the field. So you, you got to find a way to kind of bring him back to, to life, so to speak, because that's, that's not looking like the same guy. And then Joe Tryon, Troyanka right here. 28 snaps, Anthony Nelson, only 21. And like you were just saying, every time you saw him on the field, he's either getting a pressure, pushing the pocket, getting in the way in the running game. Like it's something you want to see. And pure to see yeah, he's out there because of injury. But I'll be honest, that one play he did make, it would have been a first down. It was like a third and long, third and 14 or something like that. It came from behind, pokes the ball out. One negative is it would have been a first down, second the defense is doing what they're doing, which is causing turnovers. And that's mm-hmm. that's huge. This defense is going to be one of those that's they're going to throw everything at you, hoping you make a mistake, but then they win because of these turnovers. And that's what this has become. But somehow we're stopping guys, teams from scoring at all. Maybe it's turnovers. Maybe it's the momentum. Yeah. It's just our team aspect of it, capitalizing on those turnovers. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the thing where I want our offense to do more often. Right. You know, agreed. And, you know, again, I, I went on a little rant there, but it's just, you know, personnel has to understand who they have on the field or I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Coaching needs to understand their personnel and, and who's out there and 
do a better job of putting guys in the right position more consistently to be successful. And that starts by playing the right players. It starts by putting Anthony Nelson, Grant, uh, Cam Gill out there more, J- JTS more. You you have to really bring a rotation more to the forefront. Um, you know, Shaq Barrett is fine. He's playing hell of a hell of a season so far. I know, you know, the sack numbers aren't aren't very high, but he leads the team with seven and a half sacks and he's getting a lot of pressures. So and he's doing his job. That's no question. Like he's doing his job. And Dominican Sue doing his job. Vita Vita Vea doing his job. So, you know, and obviously hopefully Will Golson's okay. I know he got hurt there at the end. He's been doing his job. Nunez Rocha, same thing. So a lot of these guys are are okay, but you have to understand JPP's not healthy. Let's bring some other guys around here and, and play them more to help the team be more successful when it comes to third and long situations. That obviously has been a struggle. Yeah. And one benefit though, I'll say they did send in Devin white a lot more this game. Huge benefit. I mean, Vita Vea beat Devin White to a sack, and that's why he did the little dance move right next to him because he knew he would have probably lost out if he wasn't there first. But I like that they're doing that. That's being smart and it's using your players correctly, especially on money down. Start doing that more. Yes. I hate that they send them back so so often. Um, and then Shaq Barrett, like you were just saying, guys, it's just because he's not getting sacks doesn't mean he's not producing. They, he drops back a lot, and he's doing very well on that. Yeah, you saw how the other game where the Colts kind of People thought they abused Anthony Nelson. It was more of the secondary. Shaq's dropping back like 10, 15 yards, and he's still making plays. Like the big run to Cordell Patterson they had down the sideline, that was in Shaq's side of the field. He ran across the field from the opposite hash to make that tackle to save a touchdown that first drive. So yep. he's doing a lot. Uh, <laughs> just just because it's not sacks doesn't mean he's not putting in the work, and he is. I mean, he's getting the pressures. Mm-hmm. All right, also – Krillin, thank you for this. Chat, don't forget it. Hit that like button. Take two seconds, hit that button, come right back, talk some buck football with us. Uh, but overall, the defensive line, the big guys in the middle that like we touched on, Sue, who's doing his job every damn week. Mm. When we first signed him, people thought he was lazy. We tried to prove it over and over, I guess maybe <laughs> three years in. No, he's having a great, I mean, great season so far. Six sacks on the season. He ties last he's- year's mark and you know, he's on pace to potentially get, you know, 10 sacks this year if he keeps it up. So, yeah, he's been a huge, huge benefactor, uh, a huge player for this defense. Um, you know, and obviously having Vita Vea, hopefully his snaps continue to increase. That's going to help us out even more. And, and like you said, Devin White going in on blitzes, I think, is a big component. It, it needs to happen. And, uh, it's it's again it's the thing where i talk about putting these guys in the right position to be successful they they got to get out of their ways of playing defense a certain way you need to take these players and just let them do what they do best and you know whether that's playing press man on the outside obviously you can do it more with carlton davis and and on the field which we saw a little bit of uh which is great now you got to let Devin white free and let him go be that aggressor because obviously he's better going forward than he is backwards. Let him go make the plays. I mean, if you get beat while he's blitzing, I mean, what else is new? <laughs> you know, it, it, it happens like it, you need to start making these teams punt the football in third and long situations. It's, it's got to stop. 
I mean, looking at it overall. So if you're sending in Devin White, that means someone has to occupy him. Because if they don't, he's going to beeline it to the quarterback. No one's faster to the quarterback than Devin White is. I'm telling you that right now. No one is. His 0-60 to 60 is insane. So mm-hmm. someone's going to have to occupy that. That would mean in those A-gaps that either Ndamukong Sue or Vita Bay is one-on-one with someone. Right. I would take one of our guys every time of the week. So they need to keep doing that, not just on second and then play back on third. We keep kind of pushing that. They play too soft on third downs. and That's why they're giving up these third downs. I mean, they're they're figuring it out. Once these guys get healthy, things will start improving and improving. And that's kind of where I want to go with these next couple of questions. So not only are we getting healthier, but we did have an injury that did hurt us a little bit. Jordan Whitehead was out mm-hmm. because of a gaff injury. Right. Mike Edwards in play because his dumb ass three game suspension because he's sitting there with AB falsifying his uh, <laughs> his day of uh, vaccination card. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew Adams steps in. Look at this 58 plays, 82% of the snaps, and quietly had a good game. I mean, there was never really anything where you're like, holy crap, there he is behind the play. I mean, it wasn't terrible. So right. I'm not going to get mad at that. But overall, the other question was right here. What's your thoughts on possibly putting Richard Sherman at safety? It was touched on today. Right. Yeah. Coach uh, came out with it today. And yeah, I, I think it's a great move. You know, Richard is not getting any, any younger. Um, and we've seen players of his caliber kind of do that in the past, whether it be Charles Woodson or, you know, even Monday Barber, you know, did it late in his career. So, yeah, I don't. I don't mind that decision at all. Again, he's a smart player. He knows how to read zones and knows how to go forward instead of going backwards better than, you know, playing corner where you have to backpedal a lot. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, a good idea. And obviously it helps your versatility. You know, Mike Edwards playing more in the slot gives you another, you know, safety back there to, you know, be with Winfield deep. So, yeah, I, I like that move. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, he, he pretty much did that. I don't know if you guys saw our, our film study on him. If you want to go back, check that out. He plays back well. He communicates very well. And that's usually what our safeties do in this defense. They're communicating the calls. They're getting to both sides of the field. So mm-hmm. I think it's a huge or good idea, huge potential upside. Because if he's ranging out there, lanky, long defender, it's going to be hard to kind of throw over the top of him if he's already that far back. Because if his mind's running faster than his legs, I'm I'm going to think he's going to get there first. So overall, I like the idea. Let's see what happens when it actually gets put onto the field. Mm. I'm still a little upset at Edwards for being an idiot. <laughs> it's not even an injury. And we have yeah. already way too many injuries stacking up. It seems like there's one, one or two crucial ones every week. Yeah, hopefully we can get uh, Whitehead. I think we'll hopefully get him back for the saints game uh, within two weeks coming up. So yeah, hopefully you can get him back on the field. Obviously um, can't lose anybody else. It looks like Jamel Dean should be back. Hopefully this week he's in concussion protocol, but they, they feel like he can come back uh, in time. So really you, you'll have, you know, Murphy Bunting and Davis and, and Dean uh, alongside Winfield, which is a good group right there. But again, it's about putting those guys in, the best position to be successful. Ideally, if everyone's healthy, I like the combination of Dean and Davis on the outside. I like Edwards in the nickel 
And then I like Whitehead and Winfield as your safeties. I would have Sean Murphy Bunting come off the bench as a rotational player um, for your outside corner because I feel like he's a better outside corner than he is at nickel. That's just me. Uh, but, you know, going forward, we'll, we'll just see how it plays out. And Richard, hopefully he can come back this weekend and give us a, a boost at corner if need be. Yeah, I mean, that's one area we kind of have a, a different. I think SMB is a good enough nickel corner. I mean, it, it, they just ask him to do too much. And I think he tries to do too much mm-hmm. in that aspect. I mean, he seems to calm it down and do what he does best, which is read what's going on in front of him. He's more of a zone type of guy. That's why I thought he was better at that. He's got ability to be a press man, but I feel like he just reads things better. And he just, he's got to stick to one or the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's trying to do too much. Uh, let's see. What is this? This fake COVID pass can't just be a Tampa thing. And I agree with that. 100% agree with that. Even BA said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's around the league. I'm sure other guys have done it, got away with it. And hopefully it's being investigated across the league. We'll we'll just see. But, uh, you know, I, I people were trying to pass, you know, pull fast ones. And, you know, for the most part, they, they got away with it. And then it, they got caught. But. Yeah, you know, the good news is they are, you know, vaccinated now, I guess. So what's funny is like how did it, how did Mike Edwards get caught? Is it just because they looked at the whole team of Tampa Bay when AB got questioned on that? You think that was probably why? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Apparently it was uh John Franklin's idea and John Franklin's idea. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who who gave him the fake cards, so uh, yeah, he, he got suspended too. So. Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't know yeah. it was his idea. Yeah, it's his so, idea. The other two just, yeah. followed, right? They followed along. They're like, this sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> you man. You got this. Yeah. Hey, we won't yeah. get caught. Yeah, well. And then I think like two weeks later, they end up getting the shot. So like, what's the point of getting the fake? I don't know. It's weird. So they even got it? They got the vaccine. Yeah. They all got the vaccine. But they gave the fake ones first? I I guess. I don't oh know. Oh, gosh. This is this is it. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. Shooting yourselves in the foot yet again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is what it is. But uh, plus, this is a good opportunity to give your little spiel of our latest sponsor on the show. Yes, yes. Talk a little bit of dra- about DraftKings. Um, again, it's a... Great way to, you know, get some, get some prizes and stuff. Uh, so it's real simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, use the promo code TPPN. Bet one dollar on any team to score, and you win one hundred dollars in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. So just go on there, register, sign up. And all you have to do is bet $1 and you have a chance to win $100 in free bets. It's really that simple. So it's just a, a great way to, uh, you know, have some fun on DraftKings and use the promo code. And it really help us out uh, and support the channel. Yeah, we always we always like for you guys to help support us in any way. There's one way right here. Go ahead and do it for us. I mean, if you everyone knows DraftKings. Everyone knows how to play this little. Well, it is fun, to be honest. It's addicting mm-hmm. to be. And 
I know you guys probably have friends and group chats and stuff that always like to do these things. If you want to do this, help us out. There you go. Mm-hmm. Let's talk some more Buccaneer football. Uh, so other takeaways from the game. We talked offense, defense, and guys, bring it in the chat. Anything else you want to talk about? But I want to see any other areas where we could have improved, especially on, on defense. I'm already talking to offense. It's just mm-hmm. execution to me. But defensively, do you see any other areas where, like third down specifically, that you think we need to help out and fix? Well, I, I think biggest thing defensively is obviously – the the tackling needs to be better i think there's just too many missed tackles we had 15 missed tackles yesterday uh so that needs to uh you know improve going forward gotta clean that up obviously the third and long situations need to be executed way better but really it it goes back to um it, it really goes back to the coaching and understanding who's on the field uh for me so understanding who you have on the field and calling plays designed to help these guys be better more consistently and not putting them in situations where you know they won't be successful. And that starts with JPP. That starts with the use of our corners and how they're, how they're playing, um, using Devin White the right way and letting him blitz. So that that's what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, it plays execution in there too. Third downs and money down. The first two downs were doing well. I kind of touched on teams are going to start attacking that side of JVP if they keep them in there. Mm. Let's be flat out honest with that. I mean, and the Farouk Wahab saying things like that about the holidays, and he goes out and does things like this. <laughs> Braden, what, what is Braden, going on? Braden, you're too, you're too nice, man. You, you've given way, way so much to this channel. We'll always yeah. be so appreciative and thankful. Uh, yeah, man, you 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 don't have to give us any more if you don't want to, man. You you've done you've done a lot, so we we appreciate the ten dollar uh, super chat much. You know, thank you, man. It means a lot. Yeah, you're you're part of the show all the damn time, and we very much appreciate that. You don't even have to do that, like Plus said. But uh, like I was saying, like the the running game, number one against the run, but the that little sliver that the Falcons found, more will attack that. I, I know right. the. Bills aren't the best running the ball, but still, they're going to find that little area and try and attack any which way because mm-hmm. teams are going to want to try to run against the Bucks. How are they going to do it? Well, learn from the Falcons. Yeah, um, but I, I will say this, and you know, the the running, you know, allowing the rushing yards, that's really not a big deal to me. I'm I'm okay with that. You look at the last, you know, four games or however many it's been, the Bucks defense has played a lot better lately because they're emphasizing more coverage now granted it's not perfect but they're doing a lot of different things where yeah okay they're giving up more rushing yards but they're making plays that are winning games and and that's coming at the right times getting those turnovers making the pressures getting the sacks etc that that's what needs to continue so really the main point is number one rushing defense yeah, that's great, but when it comes to playing good defense, it's about getting after the quarterback and making those turnovers that are necessary. And I, I think the defense is coming together even though they're injury-riddled. Yes, absolutely. It's crazy to think. I mean, how are they getting better with injuries? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why can't the offense kind of do the same? 
Yeah. Well, either way, they still scored 30. So a lot of stickler, annoying little things, but hey, it's something to talk about. Uh, so Jim Melvin with a question. Is there anything to the talk of Brady getting into the playoffs with a tired arm? First of all, who's saying that? And second of all, plus, is there any uh, logic no. to that, you think? No, I think Brady's fine. I mean, he just threw 51 passes the other day and looked uh, young as ever. I mean, he was throwing the ball with heat. He he had plenty of zip on the football, accurate. Yeah, I don't I don't think the arm's going to be an issue. I mean, if that was the case, it had already been an issue. Yeah. I mean, how many times has he gone all through the playoffs all the time? Has anyone ever said he had a tired arm? Like, how many Super Bowl runs did he go on and he never had a tired arm? <laughs> Yes. Just uh, this year, this is the cliff. <laughs> the TB the TB twelve method won't let him have a tired arm, so yeah, he'll be fine. It's only that avocado spread. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, good. There's a Facebook user. We don't know who it is because I guess some Facebook's weird. You got you got to log in. You got to kind of say who you are. It's yeah. dumb. I know, but. What are your thoughts on Buffalo? Are they gonna are their D gonna stop us at home? Uh I mean, you know, looking at Buffalo a little bit closer, I'm not sure what what offense they've really played so far. Again, they're the AFC East who don't have a lot of great offenses um in that division. So defensively, uh I think yeah, it'll be a good test because they do have a good scheme, but I expect our offense to put up points and they're really good at home and you know they're averaging close to 40 points at home and I, I think they have a good chance of at least getting 30 again wait so the bucks scoring 30 i mean yeah like you just said we're at home that's the biggest thing i i think hmm. we're told different animal at home whenever we go to these home games it's like we can't do any wrong to be honest and it's crazy to see that and then you see what the hell you see on the road i guess crowd noise people say is an issue but our crowd noise is real. When we're mm. in that, that end zone. Right? It, it gets loud. Teams don't know what the hell is going on. It gets rowdy. And that adds to our power. And that's home field advantage. That's what you want to have throughout the playoffs. But we'll see what happens. But uh, Buster's saying 35-14. <laughs> well, I mean, I think no doubt we should win against them. You saw what KC did to them in the playoffs. I think just – overmatched they don't have a, a bigger defensive line i don't think if we wanted to run the ball they couldn't stop us from running the ball and mm-hmm. if we get them offset on running and passing it's going to be game over yeah that's my opinion no i i agree with that i think it's it's a good matchup for us um you know obviously defensively we're going to have to be smart and how we contain josh allen you know making sure he you know stays inside that pocket and, and try to force him into uh into mistakes uh, and then offensively, like you said, I think we should have the ability to to do what we want, and hopefully we come out aggressive again and and put up points early. That will be the biggest thing, you know, getting that lead and then you know taking it from there. Uh, but overall, I, I like where this team is heading. Uh, I like how the offense has started to really get back to that identity of you know passing first and being more aggressive on first down. I think the only one thing I want to see from the offense is more play action. Uh, but other than that, I think they're doing a really good job of, of really finding themselves. Like granted, haven't played great teams lately, but they're doing what they have to do. And 
and that's uh you know taking advantage of their opponent and winning the game and now we get to face a a pretty good test in the, in the buffalo bills coming up as they're battling against uh, new england right now yeah. um so it, it should be a good game but I, I like the trajectory of this team and hopefully we can continue uh, to get healthy and, and play really good football down the stretch. What you, one thing you can say is, I mean, when they do those locker room look-ins and the speech after the game, they are, they're mentality wise, all getting together. Like it's December football this is where we need to win every game in a row. Like Devin White saying that you can see it in the players. Like they're getting hyped up now. I mean, they should have done that a little bit earlier, but hey, it's it's when you start clicking, when you start getting the momentum, and when things are peaking. And mm. want to be doing this near now, like later in the season, things getting to snapping, right? So, right, the defense, to me, they're 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 getting there, and they're not even to the full capacity of what they can do just yet because of injuries. Offensively, I I just maybe it is the AB thing. Maybe I just need to. Suck it up and just admit to everyone else. Yeah, maybe it is AB, <laughs> but yeah. it just it shouldn't be. That's the thing. With the- I, I I think the offense is fine. Uh, again, I, I like a lot of the things that they're doing, um, and I, I I think they'll continue uh, to get better as we as we go forward here. Um, you know, the best thing is the offensive line right now, and and really they're just going to continue to use that to their advantage. Uh, Tom, you know being Tom and, and making the throws downfield, that's going to continue to be, you know, a consistent thing. And uh, yeah, I just, I like how they are operating. I think the process is getting better, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think defense is starting to come around. I think what the defense is doing better, a lot better is the pass rush 15 sacks in the last four games. That is, you know, where you have to win up front. So now we just need that coverage to you know mirror that pass rush and i think with carlton in there you're going to see a lot of better things going forward so that's good uh but again it's a, it's a big test coming up against buffalo uh and this team is in a great position to get that number two or even potentially number one seed and i, I think that's what you got to fight for because if you can get that two seed you've got a really great chance of getting multiple home games in the playoffs and even potentially all three, if, if someone pulls off an upset of Arizona, yeah. um, you know, and being able to play in Ray J throughout the playoffs, that is something uh, this team definitely wants uh, going forward because you're not going to do what you did last year. You're not going to win four straight games on the road or three straight games on the road. It's just way too hard uh, to do. So especially with the crowd back in it, yeah. You you got to get some home games. And maybe the fire is not lit as much as it was last year in their ass, but I hope it is. <laughs> every, every Everyone wants to win. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Like, like, I, I, I think this team is focused. I, again, the penalties are, are starting to go down. Um, you know, not many penalties yesterday. I think the, the play making plays are starting to happen, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And that is something that has been missing. I think, you know, we had what double digit tackles for loss yesterday. That is something that is a staple of this defense. And hopefully that continues to go forward uh, throughout the next several weeks. So I, I think everything is starting to click again. It's about getting healthy for this team. If this team is healthy, they are, you know, the best team, if not the best team in this league. 
hundred percent agree. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. But uh, one kind of point I said, I heard you say was you wanted them to do more play action, which they did do a lot last season, the postseason. Mm-hmm. But one thing they also did a lot more was run the ball a lot more. I mean, Lenny almost had hundred yards every game, if not one or two touchdowns every game. So. Mm-hmm. Do you think we start running the ball? I know you'd made the point of saying you what pass to score, run to win, right? Yes. Yes. Do you think we start running a little bit more just to get that working towards the playoffs? Like usually teams that run the ball effectively or efficiently Mm -hmm. do well in the playoffs or they get a deep run in the playoffs. Usually the quarterback wins it in the end, but do you think we start running the ball a little bit more to get more efficiency in that play action fake? Uh, I don't think it's, it's not necessary, but running the ball at the right times is what this team needs to do a better job of. It's understanding when to run the football. I think your best opportunity to run the ball is after a first down throw, when you have second and short, you know, uh, manageable, manageable down second, third and short understanding when is a good time to run the ball on first down, um, because you look at the drives yesterday, the, the drives that stalled. We ran the ball on first down, only got two yards. Then the next play is either incomplete pass or we get it, you know, maybe third and short and don't convert. So it, it's stuff like that where you have to understand how you're attacking a certain defense, what is working, and then running the ball when the right time presents itself. Uh, so I don't want this team to ever be, you know, a very heavy run team on first and second down. It's just not the way to go. You need to use the play action pass whenever you can play action works every time. You don't need the run game to establish play action pass. We talked about that plenty of times on this show. You can run play action every play. The Rams did it in 2018 and they were very successful. And for whatever reason they got away from it and now they're not that great. So, um, you know, it's, uh, Running game is just about calling at the right time and and running out of the right formations as well. Well, I mean, to that credit, just last year, where every first down was a run. Yeah. Yeah. So in one way, they changed. They changed. But that's huge, right? I mean, in one way, that's a huge change from last year to this year that we aren't complaining about. I feel like every game, like, oh, it's first down, we're going to run it. First down, we're going to run. It's going to get one yard. It was a waste of a down. And Well, I wouldn't say they completely change. I mean, again, they're still at a very high percentage on first down runs, but they've done a better job lately of calling more first down throws. And that's something that needs to continue and mix in the play action. Um, it, it's just got to, it's got to start taking place. Uh, agree again on that, but uh, let's look at the, some of the questions or points in the chat. So, Braden wants us to grow a playoff beard. Mark can't grow a beard. I can't. I can, this area does not grow. This area grows fantastic. So yeah. maybe a goatee. Plus, Mark's, yeah, Mark's never had a beard in his life, and I don't think it's going to start anytime soon. Um, I've had a beard, and I could probably grow this out much thicker. So I'll, I'll do my best to to let it grow. <laughs> and then hot take of the day: Tom Brady is a poor man's Brad Johnson. That's high praise for Brad Johnson. Cool. Yeah, Tom Brady's a lot better, a lot mobile with his feet, and it can make a lot of different throws that Brad wish he could make. Well, Brad's the only one to throw a ball, catch it, and then what? Run for a first down, or did he? Go- 
<laughs> Throw it to himself. And then I, catch I'll, I'll give Brad credit. He is an excellent follow on TikTok. He does a great job with the the trick shots that he does. So, man, the bull. Uh, and then Curlin had a question. Didn't didn't we draft a running back fairly high not too long ago? Vaughn, whatever happened to that fella? Uh, Vaughn's just uh just behind the depth chart right now. Um, you know, obviously Leonard Fournette. No one expect him to take over like he has he's clearly the uh running back one and you know the other guys are just not getting a lot of playing time obviously you know rojo only had what two snaps yesterday and then was out and didn't really affect the team so yeah, i don't think Keyshawn's gonna get in there uh anytime soon maybe next season that changes but again that's for next season yeah i mean pretty much they go all in again this year with the one-year deals that they did I mean, Chris Godwin still is on a franchise tag. So there's still a lot of decisions to be made in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, things are starting to slowly come together. I mean, we want to see eruptions in a good way. But, I mean, I like I like what's happening. I like the, the combination of defense getting healthier and actually executing properly. It's execution is all it is. Like yeah, that. and Dominican, yeah, and Dominican Sue talked about it. He's like, guys are just executing better. And I think they're they're starting to get into a flow. Obviously, the the one negative that's you know hurting them right now, and it will hurt them more if they play better offenses, is the third and long situations. But again, they're getting teams into those situations, which is great. Now it's just about finishing those third and long situations uh, more. And if they can do that, they can become you know, back to being a great defense in which they showed last year in the playoffs. So it, it's really about getting those guys back and and seeing what they can do um, as we go forward. And the great news is after the Bills game, they have a great run of opponents where they can get oh, yeah. a lot of practice and get strong very fast um, because it's not very good teams after the Bills. The Saints are a mess. They're going downhill fast. You look at the Carolina Panthers, that's a mess. Jets is the Jets and then it's the Panthers again. So got great opportunities to really run the table. If you think about it and put your in yourself in a position for that two seed or number one seed. So it's a mess. It, it is. Wait, you know what? Where's where the hell is this? He's a mess. <laughs> it, it, it is. I mean, I kind of touched on it with Robert green during the, the bye week uh, breakdown. It was like, the trajectory of those two teams was total opposites. Mm. You look at how they celebrated. I'm like, yeah, that was your Super Bowl. You're not going nowhere now. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, yeah. And the only reason the Saints have the wins that they have is because Sean Payne's a hell of a coach. They got a great coaching staff. Um, and that's really why they had those wins. And and granted, they got one against us, but um, against the Packers, too. Think about that. Right. Beginning of the season. Yes. So. But again, that team is, uh, you know, on the downhill, you know, obviously losing the quarterback doesn't help. Um, Kamara has been injured. So and then you look at the Panthers, you know, Christian McCaffrey out again. Um, you know, that's a big blow and they don't have a quarterback either. Cam Newton should have stayed retired. But fired their OC. Yeah. Fired Joe Brady. And um, yeah, so it, it's it's a mess right now in the NFC South besides the Bucks, and the Bucks should win this division. Obviously, they're on pace to do so, and it's uh, it's good things, a lot of good things uh, for Tampa, and I feel like they're going to finish strong here. 
Absolutely. I mean, this is the biggest test right now. Moving forward, the Buffalo Bills and uh, Buster saying we're going to be able to run that ball against them. Yeah, I guess the Patriots are pushing the ball with the run. Right. But that's what they yeah. like. They like to run the ball, but we have checked down Charlie and Tom Brady, and he'll yeah. check it down to Lenny. Why not? Do what's effective. It's working. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like doing what's working is the biggest thing for this offense. And, and the greatness of this offense, they can do whatever they want to do uh, when they when they want to. You know, if they want to come out heavy and, and run the football with Leonard Fournette, I think they can do that uh, against this Buffalo team because they have a great offensive line. Their defensive front is not big, like you said, um, and you can, you know, get through to their linebackers and they can be pushed back. Uh, so we'll see how they want to play it. Um, we can also throw on them. They're not going to have Tredavious White. That's a big injury for them. That's yeah. the number one corner. So there'll there'll be opportunities to throw. And obviously the Patriots are running the football in this game because it's a, a very heavy snowstorm. It looks like, you know, tornadoes out there. So, you know, obviously they're going to run the football. You can't throw it in this type of wind. You know, the kickers, I know Nick Folk is playing for you, Mark, and yeah. I don't know if he's going to make kicks or not. I, apparently he did, he I guess. One. He has one? Okay. Yeah, I need more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah like we were saying i i think the offense is in good position to do what they want um it just has it's about the execution and uh, lineman in there on third and five yes call, calling it right yeah <laughs> but i mean like i just said like the, they're smaller up front i think that's where we can kind of take advantage of them whether that is with overloading one side using oj and gronk more as blockers I know we want to pass the ball a lot, but don't force it. Hopefully that's something they're learning not to do. Don't force the issue. Just like the, the halftime play. Yeah. They learn from that. Right. Because uh, it, it took a lot to, from the Saints game, bye week, and then loss again against the Washington football team. I That blew my mind for this season. Couldn't believe that. But, yeah. I mean, keep learning from what you're doing. You learned from last year's uh, pitfalls, and you're, you're still learning right now. And – I like like the trajectory that like we've been saying over and over, but mm-hmm. people in the chat making me laugh over here. So I want to tell a story about this because they, they brought up quarterbacks from years past. Right. Krillin said, I miss Josh Freeman. Mm. So funny story. I went to a lightning game, big old lightning game. <laughs> and Josh Freeman was there. This was, he was when he was, I think on the Vikings or Later, I, I don't know, but he was plastered drunk, mm. flopping all around people, like hanging on people. And I was there with a friend, and he comes over, drapes his arms around and be like, dude, I'm hanging out with that girl. You want some nudes? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, buddy, sure. And he goes, I got you. And he left. He went to go talk to her. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's, that's an NFL quarterback right there. That's uh, it, 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 it just shows you, you know, that's why Josh Freeman wasn't successful in this league. He had that one great year. Uh, but other than that, it was, you know, downfall. Um, and I, and I hope he's doing okay. Um, you know, ser- he had some serious issues, obviously with the drug abuse of, of alcohol and, and some other things that, that has been reported. There was, you know, the story from Pew report where, you know, he overslept uh, before the uh, Jets game and was pretty much hungover or drunk. 
um, you know, playing that game. And, and that's why there was, you know, false starts and, you know, delay of games and all this <laughs> other stuff that was happening. And you're like, what is wrong with the offense? And, and that's probably why Shiano, you know, I think the next year drafted Mike Glennon because they knew like Freeman was on a trajectory where he couldn't recover. So it, it just shows you like, you don't know what's going behind behind the scenes of a player. And, um, you know, hopefully they find the help that, that they need going forward. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's internal. You got to find your inner demons and battle them. Yeah. You can only be led to, to water. It's you're the person that's got to drink the water and fix yourself. I mean, that's why this, that's why this game is so mental. Um, if you don't have the mental capacity, you don't have the mental makeup, uh, you're, you're not going to make it, um, (laughs) in, in this league. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, that is correct. And, and that was really the downfall of his career after that. You know, after that that album cover came out, it was, <laughs> it was pretty much a wrap uh, for Josh Freeman. I mean, look at even like, like everyone loved him. Johnny Manziel. Yes. Guy was a freak in college. I mean, could do no wrong. Every play. I mean, he did have Mike Evans just to toss the ball in the air too. But yes, anything he did was gold. Comes in the NFL with that stigma idiot attitude and downhill he goes continuously downhill spiral and just couldn't get out of it like quicksand mm-hmm. i mean just keep your head in one direction the right direction and get away from all the outside noise like too many voices is a bad thing and i feel like this oh no you're the man bro keep yeah. doing it yeah you hear this and you get validated by it and all hell breaks loose and tom brady perfect example keeping his head down doing all the right things right Thank the Lord he's on our our team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's what we talk about. You know, this this league is not for long because a lot of players they just they're not mature enough. They don't take that next step in becoming a professional. And, and a lot of it is, you know, situations as well. You know, you go into a bad franchise, don't have the leadership. You look at the Jets and what they've been through. Obviously, it's just a lot of chaos, you know, turning, you know, players in and out. And that starts from ownership, et cetera. But a lot of these guys, they just, they don't have that mental makeup to, to take that next step of becoming a professional football player and really honing in on their craft. Um, and you see, that's why a lot of guys just gone. They're, they're poof from the league because they just can't take it. It is. It does suck though. that They're kids still. I mean, not kids, they're grown men, but 21, 22. Yeah. I mean, that, that's hard. I mean, you're making some huge decisions where everyone's calling your name. And they get, they get a lot of money, you know, a lot of money thrown in their face. I mean, it's tough making the right decisions when you have, you know, money like that. And you never seen that in in front of your face before. And, you know, not everyone has, you know, the mental makeup to make those key decisions that you need to make or the support system around them uh, to be successful. You look at, uh, you know, uh, back in the day, what was his name? Uh, Jones, Pac-Man Jones, perfect example. You know, he made a lot of poor choices early in his career and then, you know, got to the right situation and started, you know, turning his life around. On a total off subject, but Josh Hamilton, right, with his name? Yeah, um, yeah, baseball, baseball player. Yeah, Same exact, total shit show when he was on the, the Rays. Right. Also, he goes to the Texas Rangers, MVP of the league smashing the ball, doing anything he can. 
freak. Right. Hey, we even changed subjects, so we went over the hour plus. Get us the hell out of here. <laughs> no, I just want to thank you all who joined us in the chat. Again, the regulars, much appreciated. Krillin, Fukuwab, uh, all the other guys that were in the chat, much appreciated. Uh, thank you for the likes and support. Again, this is Real Bucks Talk presented by Bucks Report, also the Pigskin Podcast Network. And uh, do us, you know, do us a favor, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, much appreciated. And be sure to look out for our videos coming out later in the week. And, you know, with that said, we'll see you on the flip side uh, next Monday to talk the Bucks versus the Bills. Go Bucks. Everyone have a great week. Go Bucks.